Joan Craig will be speaking to us about the yoga of meditation. All right. Well, good morning or good afternoon. Um, I'm here humbled and honored and happy to be part of this activity today. And I've been thinking about this concept of dissolving because it was in chapter six of the eternal way. And it was obviously in the whole Bhagavad Gita and it's in everything we've learned along the years from Roy and all our other teachers. So I was thinking about how can I dissolve? How can I dissolve this sense of me, uh, but still function? And, and so I, I take a vitamin C tablet. I don't know if you can see it. It's one of those ones you put on your tongue. And normally I just put it in my mouth and dissolve it. But I started putting it in my water over the last, I don't know, six or eight weeks since I was invited to speak about this chapter. So it's it's bubbling up like a little Alka-Seltzer. And I've been experimenting. And in a little bit, as I know what's going to happen, I'll be able to see little bits of the vitamin C tablet in the bottom of the glass. I can already smell it in the water. And I can taste it when I drink the water. Now, I haven't done this part of the experiment, but I've thought about thought about putting a vitamin C tablet in the bathtub. And I wonder if I would still be able to see it and smell it and taste it if I drank that bath water. Or if I put my vitamin C tablet in the lake behind the house or in the ocean. Well, now I know I wouldn't be able to smell it or taste it anymore. And so that's just something I've been working with in my own mind, kind of going through life. How can I be like the vitamin C tablet? And how can I be me? Because I can, I know it's in there. The essence of the C tablet is in there. But how can I be me? And when I meditate, still, you know, expand beyond those boundaries of where I think I fit in the world and, and expand and dissolve into the vastness of absolute reality. So just an idea. And I thought that we could really feel that a little bit by chanting, I am the bubble, which is one of my favorite chants from uh, that I learned at CSA and, and from the CD that Roy put out. So we're going to go through a couple times and each, each one will do twice each line. So I invite you to do it on your own. So do thou, my Lord, so do thou, my Lord, thou and I never apart, thou and I never apart. Wave of the sea dissolve in the sea, wave of the sea dissolve in the sea, I am the bubble, make me the sea. I am the bubble, make me the sea, make me the sea, oh, make me the sea, make me the sea, oh, make me the sea, wave of the sea, dissolve in the sea, wave of the sea, dissolve in the sea, I am the bubble, make me the sea, I am the bubble, make me the sea. So do 
thou, my Lord, so do thou, my Lord, thou and I never apart, thou and I never apart. Wave of the sea, dissolve in the sea, wave of the sea, dissolve in the sea. I am the bubble, make me the sea. I am the bubble, make me the sea. Make me the sea, oh, make me the sea. Make me the sea, oh, make me the sea. Wave of the sea, dissolve in the sea. Wave of the sea, dissolve in the sea. I am the bubble, make me 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 the sea. All right, thanks for singing along. Okay, so let's dive in to chapter six. And thank you to Pascal and Chris and Michael for setting us up and giving us the the background and and Michael especially I learned a lot uh, I'm going to re-listen to your talk because that was a lot of uh Jana history there which I wanted to soak in so where we are with um with with Arjuna right he's he's on this battlefield as we learned and he's in the chariot with Krishna, and there he's been surveying those enemies that we heard about from Michael. These are the psychological tendencies, cravings, a restless mind. And I think I definitely relate to Arjuna, and maybe you can too, because I see myself with these psychological tendencies and a restless mind. And sometimes there's some negative self-talk up there and a critic and they call the inner critic in my head. So in the introduction to chapter six, Mr. Davis compares Arjuna's story to the spiritual biography of every soul who aspires to awaken. I was relieved to hear that because that's me and that's you and that's every other person on this planet. And it gives me hope because if Arjuna can do it, out there on the battlefield, then maybe I can do it and you can do it too. Uh, Also in the introduction to this chapter, it actually the most, the, the first sentence kind of sets us up. Mr. Davis wrote that meditation is the most helpful procedure for sincere devotees of God. So right off the bat, we know, okay, read well, pay attention. This is important. So that's where we are, where are we? That's where we are when chapter six begins. And Arjuna in this chapter goes into the specifics about meditation, how it can help. And I'm sorry, Krishna goes into the specifics with Arjuna, how it's going to help him and what he needs to specifically do. As we've seen from uh, Michael's talk and, and Pascal and Chris, the Bhagavad Gita is rich and deep. And like many uh, scriptures, you could take every verse and, and meditate on it deeply. But for the purpose of organizing my thoughts, I put what I learned from this chapter in three mental buckets. And they all start with P. So there's three P's. And the first P is purpose. 
The second P is productivity. And the third P is practice. So the first P, the purpose, what is the purpose of meditation? Well, Krishna makes it very clear and Mr. Davis makes it very clear that the purpose is to experience superconscious states. Now, when we are experiencing those superconscious states, more growth just happens naturally. It allows growth to happen. And as um, I'm getting confused with in my mind what everyone said before, who said exactly what, because we've got this oneness consciousness going on. But some of the other speakers today, we all were hearing the similar threads, right? That we do the work and surrender. How do we balance this? needing to have goals. We want to grow spiritually, but surrendering to the process. So this purpose point is say, okay, the purpose of sitting to meditate is to become super conscious. And there's specific things we can do to get there. But once we're super conscious, then the spiritual growth just happens. So that's that allowing part. Mr. Davis in the commentary went into more specifics and clarified what you know, here's the purpose, it's to be super conscious, but here's what meditation's not for. And I think that's helpful as well. It's not for just relaxation. It's like a side benefit, like a perk. It's not to have visions. It's not to do problem solving. Although in other times I heard Mr. Davis say, you do your problem solving after you meditate. Right. You get clear and then you then you write in your journal and you think about what you need to do. Um, it's not for communicating with people in other realms or beings in other realms. And it's not just to get stuck at the delight of growth. And, and Chris spoke to this. He said, you know, we can get high a little bit. And I've felt that I felt that that, ooh, I'm kind of almost buzzing from meditating and and that's not the point either so the meditation is really to get to that super conscious state and then let things happen wait and watch as Roy would say so that's the first p the purpose the second p is productivity and productivity might seem like a weird word to have in a spiritual uh, scripture but the idea of this is okay if you're going to take the time to meditate and you know the purpose is to be super conscious. Well, how can you do that in the most productive, effective way? And the answer, you've already learned it today because everyone said it's about surrendering the ego. It's about dissolving the ego. It's about letting go of this idea that I can accomplish what I need to do here. It's about just being there and surrendering that. So we've already heard a lot about that today. Um, And the tablet is still dissolving so we'll see how long that takes probably about as long as this talk so that's the the productivity p purpose p we sit down to meditate okay i'm here to be super conscious so i don't want to get lost in blah 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 my mental junk i'm here to be super conscious second p productivity how can i most effectively achieve that purpose okay dissolve the ego let go. I'm Joan. I'm here. But for the moment, I'm going to suspend me trying to get anything done or me thinking I'm 
got to solve some problems here. Those are the first two P's. Third P is practice. Now, some of you are yogis. You've been around the block. There's a lot of practices, right? You can spend your whole day doing yoga practices, but without the first two P's, they're not going to be as useful, right? So in my mind, I needed to subdivide these buckets. So we've got lifestyle practices. These are the things we need to do all day, every day. And then there's specific practices we do when it's time to meditate. So this lifestyle practices, you've heard this before. I'm not going to be the first person to tell you balanced, wholesome living. If you've been around CSA and you've been around uh, Mr. Davis, he was always talking about balanced, wholesome living, a balance of activity and rest. And this is something I personally struggle with. I'm a recovering uh, perfectionist (laughs) and overachiever. And so, you know, I like to write things down and check them off a list. And sometimes my schedule gets really too full. So um, remembering that we need to have time for sleep and not just just to go 100 miles an hour until it's time to sleep, (laughs) but to, you know, allow time for resting, allow time for quiet, allow time for meditation, for reading, exercise. Um, Sometimes I catch myself, I'm too busy and I notice I didn't leave time to cook, right? To cook a wholesome meal for myself or even to slow down and eat it without rushing. So all of those things are part of the balanced lifestyle. Um, The yamas and the niyamas, these are things you've also are familiar with, but it For me, it's helpful to go back to the basics. The yamas are our ethical and moral living. Um, These are the things we've also heard about today. Practicing harmlessness, truthfulness, conserving our energy uh, for what matters, for doing what's important. Um, You know, not taking more than we need, uh, not wanting what someone else has got. These are just basic, good, wholesome living principles But just because they're basic doesn't mean they're easy to do every day. The niyamas are our personal observances. These are things like cleanliness, um, having a clean home, having a clean car, having a clean body inside and out by the foods we choose, by the, as I, I loved what Pascal said about the TV show. It's a great example Um, I was listening to a podcast recently that's really exciting and it's about murders and all this crazy. And I, and I realized after what I was thinking about it all the time. So I had to stop just like Pascal's husband, because it was taking up mental room in my thoughts and and impacting me. So that's that cleanliness of the, of the thoughts and of the mind. Uh, and then the the last part of the niyamas is Kriya Yoga that we've also heard about today. So discipline, living, study, surrender again. So there's many lifestyle practices. These are just some of them. The others that stood out to me from the chapter, and I'm not going to say everything from the chapter. You can read it yourself or listen to Ron even better. You can listen to Ron uh, read it aloud to you from free from the CSA website. But we also 
are taught here, Krishna teaches us about equal mindedness. And one thing that stood out to me is you've probably heard about equanimity in the face of, oh, is it cold weather or hot weather or what's on the news and all these things. But but Mr. Davis said in the commentary, you have to have be equal minded to your own psychological tendencies as well and your own moods and emotions, which makes sense. But again, not necessarily easy. It's kind of easy. They, they say it's easy to feel peaceful, to feel peaceful in the ashram, right? It's easy to feel good when you feel good. But what about when you feel down? What about when you hear bad news? What about when you feel sad? How can we see that with equal mindedness as well? So mindfulness has really helped me with that to be, okay, this is what it is. I'm in the present moment. I can accept it, even if I don't agree with it or like it, and then, and stay a little steadier. So I'll just share another um, two lifestyle practices which stood out to me from this chapter. And one was don't socialize the spiritual path. Now we're here together and I'm getting energy from being with you and it's wonderful and it's joyful. And, and I love being with people who are um, interested in growth and learning, but ultimately I've got to sit down by myself every day and meditate. Right. And I'm the one, only one walking around in my head all day. You know, I've got to do my work all day long by myself, and I've got to be motivated to do that. The second thing that stood out to me was this concept of not worrying about the results. And um, we've heard about that from Pascal with the karma yoga. Do the work and let go. So I'm going to pause for a moment. Before we do the last part of the P's. So we've had the P of the purpose, super conscious states. We've had the P of productivity. How do we do that? Well, we dissolve the ego. And we've had the P of the lifestyle practices. So what I'd like to do to talk about the meditation practices is let's just do them briefly. We can't do them all deeply in this short time, but let's just do them briefly by sitting up straight. These are the meditation practices, being still. So we'll get like a mini dose right now. And that's what's cool about this is that we can do these things very quickly. You can shift very quickly during your day. Okay, I'm going to pause. I'm going to be still. Pranayama and breath awareness. Take a couple deep breaths. For me, even one inhale and exhale can be very powerful and grounding and centering. Other meditation practice is mantra. And we've really, to me, chanting combines mantra and prayer and breath and all of it and om. So we've got this mantra of I am the bubble, make me the sea. 
I am me. Let me blend with ultimate reality. Let me dissolve. And all of you know about meditating in the spiritual eyes. So let's just hold our attention there briefly. And we've heard about OM. So just for a moment where you are, you know, you've got my voice coming to you. I hear a bird outside the the window, but I can also hear the hum of my house. So just briefly feel, listen. And the other practice of meditation, and these are all in in so many of Mr. Davis's writings, you can find them everywhere. He was very um, steady in giving us these techniques over and over again is prayer, right? Please, God, God that is me, let me awaken, let me be present and awaken. And then that ultimate practice is contemplating absolute reality, pure existence being, what is it? How can I experience it? So I invite you to stay in that state if you can, as long as you can. And I just want to wrap up with a few comments from the end of this chapter that really gave me hope and and, um, encouragement. So if we come back to, to Krishna and Arjuna there on the battlefield, so Krishna has laid it out. I mean, he's been telling Arjuna, like, this is what you can have. Like you can basically be free, completely free from all the junk in your head, from all impulses and cravings. And you can know everything there is to know about everything. You can have complete cosmic consciousness and knowledge of God. If you do what I've taught you, but Arjuna I, I so relate. He says, well, that sounds great, but, but what about my restless mind? It's unstable and stubborn and obstinate, and it's as difficult to control as the wind. Thank you, Arjuna, for asking that question. We've all been there, right? And Krishna says, you're right. It's not easy, but stick to it. Do what I've instructed you in doing, you know, follow the manual and you'll make it. And then the other, the other question that, that Arjuna asked, and I was so glad he did. What about if I fall off the wagon? What about if I know what to do, but I'm not doing it perfectly, or I don't stay steady on the path. 
because for me, I haven't been perfect. There have been times in my life, especially after going to CSA, I was fired up, meditating, I'm going to do this. And then there's times I was like, I'm too busy. I got to, and you know, I was often on the wagon several times. I'm on now. (laughs) But Krishna reassures Arjuna that even if you're not perfect, and even if you're not as steady as the most disciplined disciple, you're still going to wake up and you can still do it. So the point is, we've just got to do our best. And as you've heard from all the speakers today, and you'll know from the book itself and from everything that you read, do your best. We've got to do our best. Surrender the struggle, surrender the sense of ego and trust that if we're doing our best and we're following the instructions, we're going to wake up at the right time. And we're going to see that progressive growth. So I think that's it for me. Peace. Peace. Thank you, Joan. Thank you. Thank you, Joan. That was amazing. Really appreciate that. The new people when they're the new people, the people are talking about meditation. They talk about the number one challenge meditators have. They're now referring to as ruminating. That's the number one challenge for meditators to, they ruminate on their issues, their mental stuff. They go around and around and around on their stuff. I understand that challenge. So however you get into meditation, however you get to that point of silence, mental silence, Whatever your way in is the right way for you. Um, And I just wanted to say, let's meditate together for just a moment. Let's come for just a centering meditation. However you go into this centering meditation, I'm happy with that. (laughs) Sitting upright, turning inward, pulling the senses in, pratyahara. Raising our attention to that third eye. The Dhyana Asana meditation posture is fixed, firm, and comfortable. Take a deep breath in and let it go. Notice how the silence has a quality to it, a texture, a feel. Allow this consciousness presence to grow from within, surrendering to it. That is accepting and allowing it to blossom. Affirm after me, that is, look deep into the third eye and state out loud with conviction after me. I am very awake and I awaken more every day. 
Let's do it again. I am very awake. And I awaken more every day. One more time with surety. I am very awake. And I awaken more every day. Let's chant on together just once. Shanti, Shanti, Hari Om, Shanti. May absolute peace pervade the universe. May absolute peace pervade the universe. Namaste. Let me just express my gratitude to Pascal and Chris and Joan and say thank you. Um, You answered the call brilliantly, and I'm very appreciative of that. And to all you people that I know and don't know, again, thank you for coming and letting us share with you. And I hope we shared more than information. We shared consciousness with you, which is really the transformative part of it. So I hope you all have a brilliant weekend. I wanted to remind you that tomorrow at 11 o'clock is the CSA online uh, meditation service as well. And I'm going to turn this over to Pascal now. Thank you, Michael. So thank you again to Michael for uh, leading the seminar for us today and um, also to Joan and Chris and all of you for joining us. It's been a, it's been a really wonderful experience to share this time with you. I'd wanted, I wanted to mention that um, if you're not already getting our newsletter, you can sign up for that at the CSA website. And uh, the newsletter is a great way to stay informed of everything we have uh, coming up programs and we have a lot coming up this year so um so that's a great way to stay informed is um well of course truth journal and then also the online newsletter so and also we do all of these programs on a donation basis so if you're able to donate to help continue these programs we greatly appreciate that so again thank you so much to everyone and i hope to see you soon namaste